This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So when we talk about NAFTA, we're always talking about tariffs, steel, aluminum, auto tariffs, that kind of language. But there is a lot more to NAFTA and what we either are giving up or getting that isn't really being talked about. And one of the headlines has to do with things like internet censorship, things like copyright infringement, you know, who owns what, what public domain is yours, what uh, you lose. I mean, let's say you put a song on the internet. You're a Canadian artist. You've written this great song. You put that on the internet. That's your song, Alex Pearson's song. Under this deal, that song may not be mine after a few years. So there are a lot of little things that uh, could really hinder people's ability to market themselves, innovate themselves, and protect what is theirs. And that's not what we're hearing about. Adam Oldfield is the one who brought this headline to my attention because he said, Steal? Forget that. There's a lot of other stuff in here we need to talk about, and this is one of them. So break this down, Adam, um, to why everyday people should understand the small print to what is going to affect their everyday life as well. Well, as we know, they haven't negotiated with the Canadian side, Alex. So I think one of the things I was reading through when they put this deal together and they were all proud and and, and fist bumping and everyone was excited about the Mexico-USA deal was... Well, no one here is cheering about that. (laughs) I don't know who's cheering that one. (laughs) Mexico, maybe? Yeah, of course. (laughs) But I started reading this and I'm like, oh, good. They're not going to get any tariffs on aluminum and, oh, is there going to get milk? And anyway, in that process, you're right. When it came to tech, I noticed a few little caveats in this deal that if it was for Canada, and if this deal is to be discussed, and when they reach out and discuss what is it that Canada is going to get in this deal, it is a raw one. And one of the things that I thought were relevant, there was probably about two in there that really eye-opened it, and you brought those to my, which uh, you brought up first off, is the internet censorship. And this is where it's, it's called notice and takedown. If for whatever reason in the deal, now this is right now with Mexico, and I can only imagine they're going to try and squeeze this in in the Canadian deal, is that they're going to have this copyright element that if the United States, for whatever reason, feels that a, a foreign operation is infringing on copyright, they will have the right to notice and take down immediately until further notice. Oh, fun. Meaning that they could easily say, hey, Alex Pearson, we've got an Alex Pearson on NBC, and your information is infringing, therefore we need you to take it down and you can debate it at a later time. I mean, think about that, because there is so... I'll I'll take the news business, because this this would be an area that would really kind of be sent to a tailspin, because it could be everything from graphics, um, colors of a station... A font. A font, the writing style. You could could have newsrooms fighting America versus Canada going, yeah, you can't use those colors because those are our colors, or you you can't use that font because it's too much like ours. I mean, it could open some real problems. It could open real problems, but the real raw part of the deal is the U.S. has the rights over the foreign country. So what that means is that they have the right to argue you, and you have the right to defend it, but you need to take it down until such time it's been debated. 
So that's the part what I look at when they refer to the uh, notice and takedown. It's actually quoted as that notice and takedown. And then in their little verbiage, it indicates that the corporations will have a right to dispute and argue uh, through the arbitration system that they would be able to state that they are entitled to access to the information. But you said that very clearly. It more or less gives the U.S. full rights to say we're right, you're wrong, unless you can try to prove it later. And and who has that kind of I mean, the litigation on that would be astronomical. Horrible. And I mean, when it comes to the Internet, we know just where that is when it comes to an open environment where so many areas where people could look at that and go, well, uh, you know, I'm working right now with a client who does fonts and he actually designs fonts and he sells them online out of Canada. Mm -hmm. And he's had issues with Sony in in, in, uh, Europe where they've taken his fonts and used it to literally plagiarize, took it down and utilized it on one of their video games. I'm no lawyer, but I'm involved from the web side of it and the tech side. And I mean, this was something we we were able to amicably resolve that. If this was a case where someone argued his font was copied, he'd be forced to take down, then be able to have to take it to court and discuss it afterwards. That's crazy. The other area, and there's a few areas here that I think are, are interesting, but it also, you know, if you're an artist, musician um under this current deal if canada has to also abide by and sign the same uh, deal uh art and music can be kept out of the public domain i mean how how does that work well right now it's yes and not only just for a few years but currently it's at 50 years 50 years is the current time of which public under public domain anything copyright outlined will need to be protected and that's the 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 current situation under this new element now we're referring to having music and songs from 50 years ago that's quite a year that's quite a long time so you know half a century is quite quite a bit so anything in the 1940s is really open domain musical wise you could take a clip use it in a media story uh uh, implement it maybe a movie like an independent film and there would be no uh recourse for it but hold on is that only going one way so it would only affect the like you have a Canadian artist. They're, they've got a song that's been out there for. Let's take a Paul Anka guy. Like that guy has yeah, been around forever. Right. He's got some really famous big songs. <laughs> that's a guy who would want to protect that asset. And, Absolutely, yes. And he's Canadian. Well, again, I'm reading it as what the deal is with Mexico, not what the deal is with Canada. But all I'm referring to is that I'm, we haven't seen what any deal is with Canada. But in this argument, the way it would work is that they, would, they being the United States, the USA, would have a right up to a minimum, by the way. This is a minimum of 75 years for works of songs and film that they would be allowed to have access to, which would which would create that element of where, uh, in my opinion, it would hinder culture, innovation, that, that ability to, to open up uh, markets and opportunity. We well, don't remember. What's the it's point if someone's going to take it from you? Well, and, and, and I mean, when we really take a look at it, are we really taking efforts of, of information that's 75 years old? Mm. And I mean, I, I'm sure we would all love the music of 1905 and, and, and video clips of that time to be able to utilize it, but I haven't seen this be a two-way street. Yeah. I've seen this only as a one-way street where in some ways it makes sense. And I'm not saying we need to get out and copyright and damage and, and utilize a lot of that, but there's a lot of history of music and, and, and elements of which we've been able, like you used a great example. If you wanted a sample, a Paul Anka song, or recently there's a book that uh, uh, just became copyright open. There we go. I'm feeling it. You got it. So 
Imagine a clip like that with Drake singing over it. Wouldn't that be available? <laughs> yeah. And wouldn't it be awful for a guy like Paul Anka who, you know, came up with that, that he doesn't have to pay billionaire Drake a cent for it. Like, that's <laughs> that the, the absurdity. Be, that would be so hindering. Right? Oh, tell me about it. Uh, before I let you go, um, Donald Trump also screaming about Google. He says it's rigged. He's going after them now. He may have a case because... He says that, you know, they are stifling through algorithms information that might help him. But he, he's saying it, it's stacked against uh, him and other conservatives. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to say this very clearly. I, I mean, I, I'm a conservative. I mean, I'm not standing beside Trump going, yeah, Trump, way to go. But what he's talking about is pretty intense. Google is an algorithm built since 1996. Any business that wants what he's referring to is they at Google, they being the L, uh, organizers and coders of Google the Googlets manipulated yeah. Googlets are sitting there with their little glasses and their pizza in the basement with their mushrooms growing under their armpits mm-hmm. and they're basically manipulating the algorithm that, that does search function that is horrible yeah. first and foremost I can tell you straight up in business many companies big massive companies are always struggling with where they rank when you type in Dove Soap you would always assume you're going to see Dove Soap that's not always the case Right. Using that as an example, it's always an effort that you have to keep your content fresh. You got to keep it relevant, and you got to keep it current. And with that, that's what makes you rank well. I have to say this: there's a lot of people on the liberal side, in my opinion, and a lot of news media out there that are spending a lot of effort updating content. They can't say enough bad things about them, and all it's doing is ranking well. Yeah, that's the only thing that's coming out of that. And he is absurd for making that point. That says, hey, everybody, you know, even. Google's against me. Google has nothing to do with you. If there's 40, 450 million people and 300 million of them are typing argumentative things <laughs> against what you say, they're going to win. Yeah. It's just simple math. And I think that's the problem. He wants the algorithm to alter, and I don't know what, what's to alter. Find more conservatives to write about you in a positive way. Yeah. It, will, it will change in a heartbeat. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Let's see what happens, but um, I'll, I'll watch for the fine print. On, well, no, you'll send me an email because you'll watch for that fine print and you'll let me know when it Absolutely. Just sitting there with my face against the glass. I got enough stuff to do. I got enough stuff to do. All right, dude, I got to let you go. Thanks, Alex. Thank you. Adam Oldfield joining us. He was hot on this today. He was like, you got to talk about this headline. Here on Point on Global News Radio.